0: Biden is screwed, maybe, (laughs) the Plandemic, yes, I said Plandemic, and the Woke Mob, and once again, the books your kids read. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show, a happy Thursday morning, it is a Thursday, lots going on, we got lots to talk about tonight, and uh, yes, thank you, a little delayed there. But uh, nevertheless, all right, um, we got lots happening, and we will get to it in just a bit. Right now, though, we want to get to Blackout Coffee, one of our great sponsors. Be Awake Not Woke with Blackout Coffee. Some coffee with values. This company, my friends, is an American company. True and true. They believe in conservative values, family, hard work, personal responsibility, Uh American values is what this company's all about in addition to making just the best damn cup of coffee you've ever had. They roast their beans in what's called a small batch process. That means when you order, they roast your beans within 24 to 48 hours, and then ship them out to you, and you've got a really, truly fresh-roasted bag of coffee beans ready to grind up into the most amazing cup of coffee. Never bitter, always full flavor, fantastic stuff from Blackout Coffee. And like I said, an American company. They work with local co-ops, American farmers, to grow these beans and their process of roasting them and getting them to you fast That makes all the difference in the world. Give it a try. And uh, they also have some great flavored cocos over there and some teas also. If you're not into coffee, if you're into coffee like I am, there is none better than blackout coffee. You've got to check it out. Use the link in our show notes. And when you check out, use the promo code J-20, J-A-Y-20. That'll get you a 20% discount on your first order. Mm, Not bad at all. Just try a bag. You don't have to order up big thousands of dollars worth of uh, coffee. Just try one bag, reasonably priced, and that 20% discount makes it even better. Blackout Coffee, the link is in our show notes. Mm. We had a mess go on today, yesterday actually, in uh, Lewiston, Maine. Uh, It is still going on. The reports are all over the boards. There was a mass shooting, and uh, I have seen everything from 16 to 22 people killed, upwards of 50 or 60 people injured. Uh, Those numbers expected to grow. There is a press conference coming up at 10.30 this morning. Uh, from Lewiston, the police department, the state police, and all up there. So there will be more information at that time. At the moment, uh, Robert Card is their suspect, their person of interest. Um, sadly, it looks as if he is the fellow responsible for this nightmare. Uh, the main shooter's name, Robert Card, He is a member of the National Guard. His weapon, apparently, allegedly, is also from the National Guard. Uh, There have been reports that he's been experiencing schizophrenic symptoms since earlier this year. He was uh, in some sort of mental institution for a time. He was released. He has threatened in the past allegedly, to shoot up the National Guard headquarters compound. Multiple violent threats with contacts this year, and no one thought to question this guy. So keep all this in mind when you start with your MAGA terrorist bullshit and your it's the guns problem. I'm not even going to go there. You know the drill. You know it's going to happen. The Democrats, the commies, they just can't wait to sink their teeth into these stories. It's like they love it when these things happen. It's disgusting. They are still hunting for this man. They are still, at this moment, searching for Robert Card. And so far, no luck. So... If we see anything break, we will update you on it, but it is happening right now. And uh, yeah, it's a mess, it's a nightmare. Alright if you uh, want to, please hit that follow button, it's right over there, it's a little green oval, it says follow, click that button. You have to sign up for a Rumble account, but that's free and it's easy, you just put in your email, boom, you got a Rumble account, just like that. And. Uh, then you can follow the show. You can take part in our live chat, which is open, by the way. Anything you want to talk about. You want to promote something, I don't care. Whatever it is, stick your stuff in there and uh, enjoy it. It's, uh, it's our live chat there. And uh, also our comment section, you can do that too. You make comments in the comment section. So please follow us also over on our Locals channel. That's the big red button over there down below here, below our video and uh, that will get you access if you subscribe and it's cheap it's like buying me one cup of coffee every month if you want go over to local sign up and you will get access to all of our exclusive behind-the-scenes videos so uh, yeah there's that enjoy hey the president is an idiot but he's also apparently compromised have you seen the Jesse waters report oh my Oh my. Fox News Jesse Waters breaks down reports the FBI. Hmm, here we go. Received criminal information from forty-four zero confidential informants about the Biden family. You rev- I released this last night on Jesse Waters primetime. Everything Primetime's been saying about the FBI, the Biden family, has just been confirmed. We've told you about this in the past, and now we got the receipts. For years, we've told you the Biden family were up to the cash, the diamonds, American policy, all for sale, access to Joe, not only Biden blackmailing other countries and other countries blackmailing him, but the FBI was blackmailing Biden. Senator Chuck Grassi just announced the FBI has had 40 informants inside the Biden family for the last 15 years. That goes back to when he was vice president. The vice president, the FBI had informants. They've been providing criminal information to the field offices of the FBI throughout the country. So what does it mean? FBI's had the Biden family wired? What does it mean the FBI hasn't done a damn thing about The Biden family. The Biden crime family. The FBI knows all the president's dirty little secrets. And they're blackmailing him because Senator Grassley also received the multiple FBI field office who tried to run the criminal information back to headquarters. The field office gets the information from the C.I., The field office tries to run that information up the chain to headquarters, and they were blocked at every corner. Criminal activity shut down during the Trump impeachment, shut down before the last election, and it is still being shut down right now. Grassley says FBI headquarters deliberately smeared criminal information coming from FBI informants about the Biden family as foreign disinformation when, in fact, after an exhaustive examination, there's never been any information that any of this has been foreign. Even the FBI informant that said the Bidens shook down Ukraine for a $10 million bribe, that was vetted and found not to be foreign disinformation. And it gets worse. The FBI's attempt to follow up on the $10 million Ukrainian Biden bribe shut down. The informant who said there's 17 tapes... 17 tapes of Biden talking about the bribes. That, too. Shut, shut it down. Dirty little politician, they got elected so they could defeat a politician who caught them trying to frame him and, their, and fires their director. We're talking, of course, about President Trump. Now we have a compromised president in the White House who is being protected by a bunch of rogue agents. Borders wide open, crime sky high, you are paying through the ass for everything. Two petty wars and possibly a third world war we're about to drag ourselves into thanks to this moron all because the FBI believes it's more powerful than democracy read the story find out more get pissed off and Do something. Make a phone call. Write an email. Do something. This man, this rotting bag of goo in the White House. There's the receipts, folks. The man is a criminal. The man should not be holding the office he's in. He shouldn't be holding the office because the election in 2020 was a complete clusterfuck and completely rigged. More now out of Georgia. We just saw those stories about their election results. Bullshit. It's a mess. And the FBI is just going to sit there like they own the place. I cannot wait to get Trump back into office. And he will spend, I'm sure, the first amount of time dismantling that police state organization. We have a new speaker in the house, we do. And the Democrats took very little time in proving that they're Democrats through and through. They seized on Mike Johnson's anti-abortion record. Democrats and abortion rights groups seizing on the record with anti-abortion of a new House Speaker, Mike Johnson appear ready to use it as a cudgel against the GOP conference ahead of the 2024 elections. Throughout the day, yesterday, Republicans coalesced around Johnson. Democrats, quick to point out what they call extreme comments and positions on abortion from the new speaker. They found a thread, so they're going to pull on it. They're going to keep on pulling on it. They're going to poke, poke, poke. Because that's what they do. Don't give an inch, not a freaking inch. You saw, too, there was a picture posted that uh, some of the members of Congress, along with uh, Mr. Johnson, Speaker Johnson, knelt and prayed in the House. People were saying, Oh, separation of church and state. That's not how it works, dumbass. Have you actually read it? Shall establish no laws concerning the establishment of a religion. Nowhere, nowhere does it say you cannot pray. You absolutely can pray, and you should Whatever your faith is, and whatever God you may be praying to, you have every right to pray in the House. And like I said, these days, not a bad idea at all. Democrats. (laughs) The squad isn't going to like my uh, Mr. Johnson either very much. (laughs) here's a uh, article from red state anti-israeli members of the squad aren't gonna like mike johnson's first move as the house speaker there he is already triggering a lot of wailing gnashing of teeth from the squad the progressives the communists in china in china in congress it was a freudian it wasn't freudian but it was a slip The lawmaker wasted no time telling the legislative agenda for the lower chamber his first move is likely to send the anti-Israeli faction of Congress into a tizzy. He vowed to bring forth a resolution supporting Israel while condemning Hamas for starting the current war in the Middle East. After assuring the American public the House Republicans are ready to get back to work, solved the problems facing the country, and we got a ton of them. He said the first bill he'd bring to the floor as speaker would be, quote, in support of our dear friend Israel, end quote. There you go. AOC, the goofball bartender on MSNBC, lashed out at Israel going very soft on Hamas. Don't think we didn't notice, moron. She accused the Jewish state of engaging in war crimes, and criticized the nation for its blockade. Gee, I'm pretty sure uh, motorized parasailing into a music festival and wiping out a bunch of uh, civilians, and then going village to village, kibbutz to kibbutz, killing people, children, women, Pretty sure that would qualify as a war crime. Pretty sure. Anyway, I love it because the squad is hating, hating the fact that Johnson is now the speaker. And we love it. You know what will be interesting? Because you know there is another... COVID nineteen pandemic sort of thing coming. You know they've got something. Is it World War Three? Could be. Sadly, could be. I would not be surprised. They're certainly ever doing everything they can. Well, the last pandemic, COVID nineteen joke. How much exactly did that cost? You might be surprised. Three hundred thousand excess deaths, one hundred and forty seven billion dollars in damage to the economy, and that was just. 2022, here in the U.S., 6.6 million people injured, 1.36 million people disabled, 300,000 excess deaths, This is a new analysis just published by the Humanities Project, wing of the Portugal-based firm Finance Technologies. The researchers behind the Vaccine Damage Project, which is what it's called, released this month said they sought to estimate the human cost, including death caused or hastened by the vaccines, and the impact on the overall economy and every other aspect of the vaccine damage. Finance technology, or finance, I guess, founded by former BlackRock portfolio manager Edward Dowd, Dowd came out as a whistleblower against the COVID-19 shots and big pharma corruption, He's the author of a book called Case Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. Take a look at this. 26.6 million injuries, 1.36 million disabilities, 300,000 excess deaths. Estimated cost, 147.8 billion dollars. They shut your businesses down. They locked you up. And all this for a virus that had a 99-point-whatever-the-hell-it-was percent survival rate. They forced you to get these clot shots in your arm. All for a virus that had a 99-point-whatever survival rate. Every aspect of the vaccine damage investigation... As economic agents that will benefit and others will suffer. For instance, it seems obvious the mortuary companies would benefit from excess mortalities. I mean, it's kind of cold hearted, but hey, that's just the cold hearted facts. Life insurers would be harmed, of course. That leads to a reallocation of resources and a repricing of risk by the different economic agents. So they approach this on a purely economic basis. And the economic numbers are staggering. 140, almost 148 billion dollars that pandemic cost you. Are you happy about that one? (laughs) Man. I... (laughs) Speaking of clot shots, by the way, nobody's getting the booster, and don't, do, do not put that garbage in your arm, please. You can't, you know what? If you're stupid enough to do it, go right ahead you exactly deserve whatever the hell that poison is going to do to you. I, um... I gotta do this live. I gotta do this live because it's really, really worth your time. Hang on just one second and I will get this queued up. Because You really need to see this, hang on, give me a second. I'm actually producing this live as we go here and it's not easy, but I'll get it because I'm bound and damn determined. Here we go. right, Take a look at this. I got to get the sound. Let me get the sound going here. See, this is how we do things behind the scenes normally before you ever actually get to see it. (laughs) All right, you ready? Let's back it up. There we go. Watch this. You know that unwelcome guest everyone wishes would just leave already? That's COVID-19. That's why I got the new updated booster. Designed to help protect against recent Omicron variants. Got it? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's Martha Stewart. New COVID-19 booster ad. Because nobody, everybody's been educated now, nobody's taken this clot-shot garbage poison crap. Odd. Weird. A huge departure from the usual conservative vaccine commercials you've been used to see. It's called, Unwelcome Guest. Stuart, in her beautifully perfect kitchen, calmly sharpening a katana samurai sword lops off the unsuspecting pineapple's top slips her shirt down her shoulder, flashes a blue bandage, and then asks in her best thirst trap voice got it and the words got booster pop up on the screen The whole vibe is this whole kill Bill meets Top Chef thing. Which is ridiculous. Honestly, Martha Stewart does a brilliant job in this ad. She really, she kicks ass. But, you know, what is this, a threat? Unbelievable. You got to check it out. I put the link in our show notes. You can see the article about that. Martha Stewart. Hawking booster shots. It never stops. Because they never stop. The woke mob. The left. and they're going back after your kids. what I tell you, I don't care you wanna put a sh- poison shot in your arm, you wanna, whatever it is. No matter how far left, you can be so far left you come around the circle and come up the other side. I don't care. I care about one thing when it comes to policy, laws, And that's our kids. Been doing this on this show for the longest time now, and that is leave our kids alone. Keep your freaking hands off the kids. LGBT, A, B, C, Q, X, N, O, P, plus whatever the hell it is nowadays. Groomers. A lot of them. Scholastic Books is in the headlines. Putting kids last. They have bent the knee to the woke rage mob. This is insane. It seemed for a moment an act of sanity was actually going to prevail. Scholastic Books, the company that provides school books. I mean, you know Schoolastic. They've been around since I was a kid, and that was a million years ago. Every kid's favorite book fair, they announced now they're going to give greater control over book fair selections to parents, schools, teachers, and librarians. But here's an important note. The decision, was, the decision was affecting elementary school book fairs. We're talking kindergarten through fifth or sixth grade, which really are just babies. They plan to do is to put some of their more controversial titles, mostly race and gender uh, categories, in their own section and then the schools could either opt in or opt out. You can include that in your book fair or not. Or perhaps take those books and put them in a separate location in another room and then based on what maybe, oh, I don't know, the parents decide. Kids being used as political pawns and the left's Radical agenda constantly, constantly being shoved down our throats. Because what did I say? They push. They push until we say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Then they stop and they wait. And we back up an inch. And then they start pushing again. Scholastic's books apparently trying to protect kids. Not anymore. Their clarity reveals the ugly truth. They actually see themselves as the almighty dragon slayers. Those pesky states that want to preserve the innocence of a child's childhood by keeping political agendas out of the classroom. Here's their initial statement. Listen, there is now enacted or pending legislation in more than 30 U.S. states prohibiting certain kinds of books from being in schools, mostly P N M O K I, whatever the hell it is, titles, and books that engage with the presen- uh, presence of racism in our country. Because scholastic book fairs are invited into schools, where books can be purchased by kids on their own, these laws create an almost impossible dilemma. Back away from these titles or risk making teachers, librarians, and volunteers vulnerable to being fired, sued, or prosecuted. Well, there's an easy way not to get involved in this impossible dilemma. Just do your damn job. Provide age-appropriate books, fun books, a fun atmosphere at your book fair, which is what it's supposed to be all about. Not shoving some political agenda down our kids' throats. It ain't rocket science. And parents, keep this in mind. If you are a parent of kindergarten to 6th, 7th grade kids and you know there's a Scholastic book fair coming up at their school, you'll want to attend that and see exactly what's going on. And if you see stuff you don't agree with, you either yank your kid out of there or you make some noise. Or both, preferably. The link to the article is in our show notes. You can read more about it, but seriously, of all companies, of all companies, scholastic books, come on. A couple more before we get to our book, we're reading Lord of the Flies here on the show. Hey, I bodybuilding 684 hey good to see you in the chat there we did check out your link last time you posted it i don't mind go ahead you want to promote yourself over here you're welcome to do that just do me a favor follow our show and promote us on your channel too so check it out i have checked out this link it's a cool site all right here on rumble it's in the live chat if you want to check go ahead feel free. I said it in the beginning, you want to make a comment in our live chat, you want to argue with me, you want to agree with me, you want to ask me to talk about something else, happy to do that, or you want to promote something, do that too. I don't, I really, I seriously, as long as it's legal and not, you know, porn or some other garbage, feel free. Use the show. It's here for you. That's why I do this show, it's for you guys. I I really questioned whether or not I was going to share this story. But I am going to share this story. I will warn you that if you are, like me, an animal lover, this story will upset you. It will piss you off. But you need to know. You need to know what's happening outside of the bubble. This... This is beyond me. It's from weonews.com. Link is in our show notes. I'm not so sure you want to go there, but it's there. Chinese trade ring selling cat meat disguised as pork or mutton. It's been busted. And they have rescued over a thousand cats. This is gross. The plot would reportedly have fetched as much as 20,500 bucks. One activist said a pound of cat meat, which is passed off as mutton or pork, can sell for around four bucks. One cat typically weighs about four to five pounds after processing. Oh, man. Thankfully, now there's the whole dog meat thing. I'm not even going to go there. I will cry. I cannot cover those kind of stories. This is tough enough. They rescued, Chinese authorities have rescued around a thousand cats from slaughter. Per a state affiliated media, part of the illicit trade ring that sells the animals' meat as pork or mutton, just months after a rat head was found in food at a college, sparked fresh concerns about China's. Food safety and animal rights. Police were acting on a tip off by an animal rights activist when they rescued the cats earlier this month. The paper officers from uh, Zhangzhia Gang intercepted the vehicle which was being used to smuggle the cats. Without the police intervention, they would likely have been slaughtered, shipped south. Labeled as pork and lamb skewers and sausages. <clears throat> the cats are now headed for a shelter. Okay, dump this story. Link is in our show notes. If you want to read more about it, share it out on your social media. But uh, fair warning, it's a very tough read. All right. Hey, NordVPN, they are one of the sponsors of our show. And check this, a Black Friday discount. If you use our special link in our show notes, you will get this. Exclusive and 69% and three months free, folks. Look, I've told you a million times, you know it. You read the headlines every single day in the digital age we live in. Your privacy, your security, more important than ever. And what have you done about it? Do you have a VPN? You don't have one like Nord. They are the perfect solution for protecting your internet activity. Look, you don't want people spying on you, right? You don't want people knowing where you're going, your personal information, your home address, what websites you're visiting. You can browse the web securely with NordVPN. Privately also, you don't have to worry about hackers, snoopers, you know, even your ISP, your internet service provider, they gather your information too and sell it off to marketers. Not kidding, the people you pay for your internet service are also spying on you and stealing your info. NordVPN has military-grade encryption, ensures your data stays safe and your privacy is protected. Not only that, but NordVPN also unlocks a world of content you may not have access to. Over 5,000 servers in 59 countries around the world. Protect your family and friends. Here's one of the best, to me, I think one of the best parts of this deal. Not only do you get these amazing discounts, with a single NordVPN account, you can set up to six devices. Add them in. Your handphone, your laptop, your partner's handphone and laptop, your kids. Six devices on a single NordVPN account and using the link in our show notes. That's the kind of deal you'll find. 69% off and three free months. Do check it out. Like I said, the link is in our show notes. NordVPN. Do not go online without a VPN. Today the day we live in, more important than ever. All right, it's time to um, get back into our book, Reading Lord of the Rings. I know, we do that on the show, last part of the program. We we read a book. We've done classics, children's stories for from the very beginning, years ago. <clears throat> and uh, we did uh, Wizard of Oz, Little Prince, Jungle Book, Winnie the Pooh. We've done all those great books. And uh, then we did a couple of George Orwell, 1984, and Animal Farm, which was incredibly great. And now we are reading Lord of the Flies from William Golding, published back in 1954. Man, what a great book. Seriously, this is one of the all-time classics. Uh, We're in Chapter 8 right now, I believe. Yeah, Chapter 8. And we'll continue on now with William Golding's Lord of the Flies. He turned, trotted away. After a moment, they followed him obediently. They spread out nervously into the forest. Almost at once, Jack found the dung, scattered roots that told of pig, and soon the track was fresh. Jack signaled the rest of the hunt to be quiet. He went forward by himself. He was happy and wore the damp darkness of the forest like his old clothes. He crept down a slope to rocks, scattered trees by the sea. The pigs lay bloated bags of fat, sensuously enjoying the shadows under the trees. There was no wind, and they were unsuspicious. Practice that made Jack silent as the shadows. He stole away again and instructed his hidden hunters. Presently they all began to inch forward, sweating in the silence and the heat. Under the trees an ear flapped idly. A little apart from the rest, sunk in deep maternal bliss, lay the largest sow of the lot. She was black and pink, the great bladder of her belly was fringed with a row of piglets that slept or burrowed and squeaked. Fifteen yards from the drove, Jack stopped, and his arm, straightening, pointed at the sow. He looked round in inquiry to make sure that everyone understood, and the other boys nodded at him. The row of right arms slid back. Now, the drove of pigs started up, and at a range of only ten yards, the wooden spears with fire-hardened points flew towards the chosen pig. One piglet, with a demented shriek, rushed into the sea, trailing Roger's spear behind it. The sow gave a gasping squeal and staggered up, with two spears sticking in her fat flank. The boys shouted, rushed forward. The pigs scattered and the sow burst the advancing line and went crashing away through the forest. After her, they raced along the pig track, but the forest was too dark, tangled, so that Jack, cursing, stopped them and cast among the trees. Then he said nothing for a time, but breathed fiercely so they were awed by him and looked at each other in uneasy admiration. Presently, he stabbed down at the ground with his finger. There, before the others could examine the drop of blood, Jack had swerved off, judging a trace, touching a bow that gave. So he followed, mysteriously right and assured, and the hunters trod behind him. He stopped before a covert, in there. They surrounded the covert, but the sow got away with the sting of another spear in her flank. The trailing butts hindered her, and the sharp cross-cut points were a torment. She blundered into a tree, forcing a spear still deeper. And after that, any of the hunters could follow her easily by the drops of the vivid blood. The afternoon wore on, hazy, dreadful with damp heat. The sow staggered her way ahead of them, bleeding, mad, and the hunters followed, wetting to her in lust, excited by the long chase and the dropped blood. They could see her now, nearly got up with her, but she spurted with her last strength and held ahead of them again. They were just behind her when she staggered into an open space where bright flowers grew and butterflies danced round each other and the air was hot and still. Here, struck down by the heat, the sow fell. The hunters hurled themselves at her. This dreadful eruption from an unknown world made her frantic. She squealed and bucked, and the air was full of sweat, noise, blood, and terror. Roger ran round the heap, prodding with his spear whenever pig flesh appeared. Jack was on top of the sow, stabbing downward with his knife. Roger found a lodgment for his point, point, began to push till he was leaning with his whole weight. The spear moved forward inch by inch and the terrified squealing became a high-pitched scream. Then Jack found the throat, and the hot blood spurted over his hands. The sow collapsed under them. They were heavy and fulfilled upon her. The butterflies still danced, preoccupied in the center of the clearing. At last, the immediacy of the kill subsided. The boys drew back. Jack stood up, holding out his hands. Look. He giggled, flicked them, while the boys laughed at his reeking palms. And then Jack grabbed Maurice and rubbed the stuff over his cheeks. Roger began to withdraw his spear, and the boys noticed it for the first time. Robert stabilized the thing in a phrase which was received uproariously. Right up her ass. Did you hear? Did you hear what he said? Right up her ass. This time, Roger and Maurice acted the two parts. Maurice's acting of the pig's efforts to avoid the advancing spear was so funny the boys cried with laughter. At length, even this pale. Jack began to clean his bloody hands on the rock. And then he started work on the sow and paunched her, lugging out of hot bags of colored guts, pushing them into a pile on the rock while the others watched. He talked as he worked. "'We'll take the meat along to the beach. I'll go back to the platform and invite them to a feast. That should give us time.' Roger spoke. "'Chief, huh?' How can we make a fire? Jack squatted, frowned at the pig. We'll raid them and take the fire. Must be four of you, Henry and you, Robert, Maurice. We'll put on paint, sneak up. Roger can snatch a branch while I say what I want. of you can get this back to where we were. Build the fire there and After that, he paused, stood up, looking at the shadows under the trees. His voice was lower when he spoke again. But we'll leave part of the kill for... He knelt down again, was busy with the knife. The boys crowded round him. He spoke over his shoulder to Roger. Sharpen a stick at both ends. Presently he stood up holding the dripping sow's head in his hands. Where's that stick? Here. Ram one end in the earth. Oh, it's rock. it in that crack. There. Jack held up the head and jammed the soft throat down on the pointed end of the stick, which pierced through into the mouth. He stood back and the head hung there, a little blood dribbling down the stick. Instinctively, the boys drew back, too, and the forest was very still. They listened. The loudest noise was the buzzing of flies over the spilled guts. Jack spoke in a whisper. Pick up the pig. Maurice and Robert skewered the carcass, lifted the dead weight, stood ready, In the silence, standing over the dry blood, they looked suddenly furtive. Jack spoke loudly. The head. As for the beast, it's a gift. The silence accepted the gift and awed them. The head remained there, dim-eyed, grinning faintly, blood blackening between the teeth. All at once... They were running away as fast as they could through the forest toward the open beach. Wow. That was descriptive. My goodness. <laughs> we'll continue on with this chapter coming up on tomorrow morning show. Uh yeah, so join us for that. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for popping by, really appreciate it. And uh we like to see you in the chat sometime, feel free, you want to make a comment you can do that down below, follow our show here the uh, channel, uh, just hit the follow button, you're good to go and of course we post some rather awkward, weird, exclusive behind the scenes uh, videos. By the way, I'm going to be doing one that kind of gives you a tour of the uh, studio here so I'll be, <clears throat> I'll be posting that coming up. Uh, I don't know, sometime today or tomorrow. So, anyway, join us on Locals. You can sign up for basically what amounts to buying me a cup of coffee every month. You can sign up as a local subscriber, and that will give you access to all of our behind-the-scenes videos. Kind of goofy, kind of fun. We'll see you over there. All right, until tomorrow morning. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you tomorrow. <laughs> No <laughs>